Hello and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie News. Today we are talking about a new Spawn casting. Yes, that's correct. I saw the first Purge and it made me want to purge myself. Um, also, there's a new streaming site coming from a director I respect. And it's a genre, cult genre uh, streaming service. And guess what? It's free. Uh, all this and so much more. It's Horror Movie News. Let's get this party started. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Uh-oh. Don't you blame the go. movies. Don't blame the movies. Movies don't create cycles. Movies make cycles. More creative. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Sorry hey, about that. A little. No, you're fine. You're just, you're just waking up. I am just waking up. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Horror Movie News. This is episode... 3535 and we are coming to you live from Burbank. Wait, North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Yeah, same thing, same thing. <laughs> Fine. Whoop, whoop. I'm your host, Anthony Becerra. And to my left. Hey guys, I'm Ollie Drennan. We're down a member this week, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, Carrie had a family emergency, and so we'll take a moment right now to just all positive vibes and thoughts mm-hmm. directed at Carrie. Absolutely. Just all that. I'm a firm believer of vibes and just good energy. Yes. You know? We love you, Carrie. We love you, Carrie. I don't care how LA that is. Oh my god, I'm so LA. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So, uh, let's get this party started with some crypt keeping. This is actually after the party has ended. So, youtube.com slash popcorn talk network is where you can find this show as well as on our personal Twitter handle at Horror News PTN, and you can sh- you can just you know hit us up with whatever you like there if you have a Twitter ha- or a Twitter you know, um, as well as uh, the Popcorn Talk Network uh, website Popcorn Talk Network dot com. I need to uh, make some tongue exercises, whatever, uh, and also uh, find us on Apple Podcasts and just type in Horror Movie News. Look for that thumbnail behind me, and that's us. Leave a five star ratings, and you'll be safe if you don't leave a five star rating. Then we're um, going to come to purge you. Like, we're, we're, we're going to purge. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we know what's good. We got we got, we got got our aliens up in there. We got sound effects. We got sound effects. Thanks to Steve. <laughs> we got effects, y'all. All right. Let's get this party started. So there is a little alteration um, from the show from now on. So you know how we all we always do the, the abyss and mm-hmm. then the crypt? So we're going we're gonna to mesh the two together. Um, so we're pretty much... We're going to... Tr- challenge ourselves to watch uh films that we haven't seen and sh- see if we recommend them or not mm-hmm. so in a sense it's doubling up on the abyss it's something new and also it's the crypt as in if we recommend it or not yeah and plus it gives us more time for news it gives us more time for news and more time for other goodies uh trailers specifically yeah. as well um so so but we were still calling it the abyss because now it's like whether you want to look into the abyss or you want to run away you know and not look into the abyss at all Go towards the darkness, or not. Or not, yeah, you know? exactly. Um, uh, would you like to start us off? Well, do you want me to? Because I'm really interested in hearing what you have to say about this new horror film out. The, you, the, the first purge? Yeah, because <laughs> I can tell how you already feel about it. I am not excited to talk about this Okay, well, I'll get mine out of the way. Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sure you've heard of this. Like, Anthony knows of this film. It follows. It came out in 2015, or 2014, um... Directed and written by David Robert Mitchell. This is a film starring Micah Monroe, who and the cast is relatively unknown. So you mm-hmm. don't really—they're not in the like A-listers. It follows. Did, yeah. I, did everybody say that? Yeah, you did. 
It follows. So basically, Micah plays this girl named Jay, and she ends up having a sexual encounter. And after that sexual encounter, her life changes, and she is being pursued by yeah, she, by an unknown force. She got the worst form of STD, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm glad that doesn't happen to me. But basically, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like this like curse. It's funny, because it's kind of a play on the whole horror trope, like... If you have sex, you die. Right. And she's like this blonde, beautiful girl. And like, she's like, okay, she's going to die. But it's also kind of like fighting against that horror trope too, I feel Mm -hmm. like. And it's very nostalgic feeling. And I feel like um, it's very reminiscent of that dream because I feel like we've all had that dream where you're being pursued by something and you just watch it and you're kind of like, oh my God. It's it's not really scary, I would say, but I it's, think it's very creepy. A though. lot of people say that it's scary, and it's yeah. it, it really. You... Oh, the film itself. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought you meant the idea of someone following you. <laughs> I was like, it's very creepy. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, also, it kind of this force takes the shape of like anything, anything, or anyone, anyone. actually. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Not not like a dog. No, animals. that would suck. Yeah, I love dogs. Like this, this old lady. There's, yeah, there's an old picture, and like this is a creepy like part of the movie. Like, also real quick, Steve, if you can find a picture with a tall man, um, there was also a little tribute that that he passed away recently as oh, well really? from the film. Yeah, oh I gosh. forgot his name, but that was like a thing that yeah. happened. But yeah, so imagine this creepy old lady just walking stoically towards you, and you're just like, yeah, and you're just like, hmm. You're just, it's, and like, oh, god. <laughs> oh my god! But the way that it's shot and the, the just like the music, the tone of it, it's creepy. And like, I would love to. See, I don't want to spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. But like, I'm interested in seeing if it doesn't need a sequel. But right. I'm interested in kind of like if there is in fact like a lore behind. The premise of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, for all you audio listeners, why we were laughing laughing was because Steve did a super zoom close-up of the old lady's face. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, but yeah, and also, like, I, I feel like the, like, the, like, the allegory that it's going for works on a lot of levels, as mm-hmm. in, like, it's kind of like, you know, fate that you can't escape, or even death that you can't escape, that, mm-hmm. like, at, you know, we, we were born, and then... We live, and then it's always inevitable inevitable that we die. And mm-hmm. um, it works on that level. It also works on, like, the, the, the more obvious one, which is, like, the, the STD. Yeah. And also, possibly, it could work as a, an allegory for adulthood as much as you want to run away from being an adult. Like, because mm-hmm. they're all teenagers, or somewhat teenage, yeah. te- teenagers in the film. Um, if you if you try to run away from adulthood or trying to escape your adulthood or, or escape your responsibilities, it's going to catch up to you and it's going to bite you in the ass. Absolutely. And so you know it's always best to 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 fight um, that head on. And mm-hmm. I, I'm really what that is can be anything pertaining to you. Really, like it, that's why I think it was such a brilliant film because. Um, Again, there is that obvious one of like you know mm-hmm. the sexual transmitted diseases, but then there is that also like more deeper level of like anything that you're just. It's always best to kind of face head on, mm-hmm. and then you know sometimes you can escape it, and sometimes you can just live with it. Well said. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. 
but yeah, definitely check it out for sure. Oh yeah, it's 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 it's. I think it's one of the horror masterpieces that's come out within the past mm-hmm. five years. Yeah, um, definitely. So we recommend that one, but Anthony. Um, what about this yeah, film? Yeah, it got? follows for sure. <laughs> Double <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I saw the first purge. So we we actually had a Wednesday off here in the in the uh, in the studio, and uh, one of our, our executive producer fails to be tech. He's like, "Hey, let's go watch the first purge," and I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." But let's do it like in the morning. Let's 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 purge ourselves like right in the just at the top of the day, so we can. <laughs> go about enjoying the rest of the day yeah. after that you know <laughs> seeing movies matinees are like the best for me personally oh yeah i love just watching a movie in the morning just getting it out of the way just be like all right cool like what's another thing i can do for the rest of the day or watch another movie um but yeah so i saw the purge um so just a little background it's directed by gerard mcmurray which i believe he is african-american which i thought i was like cool kudos kudos to that mm-hmm. um and then the writer is James DeMonaco. And the synopsis is, After the rise of a third-party political party, the new founding fathers of America, oh, God damn. an experiment is conducted. No laws for 12 hours on Staten Island. No one must stay during their... Wait, what? No one must stay during their experiment, yet there is 5,000 for anyone who does. Pretty much it's optional. How it goes down, it's optional if you uh, to stay in the island. But if you do stay... That's the purge. Yeah, if you oh, like yeah. in the Staten Island. So if you do decide to stay, you can actually go to the NFA, which is like the little headquarter, and they pay you five thousand dollars to stay within, just stay in your house. But they give you extra if you if you uh, participate in the purge. Mm. And how they do it is they give you they give uh, people um, contact lenses, like super advanced contact lenses that records everything they see, but they glow in they glow blue. So, like, that's why you see a lot of, like, in the trailers, like, they have weird eyes. Like, this guy right here. Dude, and also, I hate that because, like, this is so touted off as, like, he's, like, the poster child of this movie, sort of. Mm-hmm. He was on the screen for, like, less than, like, three seconds. Oh, yeah. They did, they've done that before. Yeah, I'm just like, whatever, films. guys. <laughs> I was a little annoyed by that. But anyways. Um, but, yeah, they have contact lessons, lenses. And so, you see, like, the, the enticing of, like, purge. You want to purge. You want to purge mm. kind of thing, you know? But of course, things go wrong. Um, there's not enough purging going around, and so the NFFA uh, decided to take matters into their own hands. And so they see a lot of purging purgers with masks on them, and they're like, "Whoa, what's up with these guys in masks? Like these guys are really, you know, fucking shit up out in the streets right now." And it turns out that uh, the NFFA is uh, sending in like ex-military or just like mercenaries to go in and just merc people left and right, <laughs> and. <laughs> And so the only one, the only people who can like save them are the gangbangers in Staten Island to save them. And these gang members members also like know kung fu and are highly trained and are very smart and are loaded to the teeth with guns. Wow. Yeah. So wait, they're not. They weren't purging at all. They weren't. Gonna, they didn't have the contact. I guess there's only, there's also by the way two gangs in the in this Staten Island, <laughs> <laughs> and one of them, one of them's like the good gang, I guess that we stick with. <laughs> and so I want to be a part of that gang. Yeah. And so um um they weren't gonna purge or like no we we're not gonna purge. But once they start seeing that the ex that there was these mercenaries are going about like killing their their streets like murdering people in their streets are like we gotta go protect our people, and so that's what they do you know they mm-hmm. they go do their thing and um, in the end you know they prove out for the most part okay but like it's like well it's it's just it's it wasn't good I didn't like it 
it's not it, i mean maybe if you're a fan of the purge series maybe mm-hmm. you'll like it i mean why but sorry that's just, and marissa, that's my opinion okay marissa tomei is in this film right she's like the antagonist that's what i've seen through she's the- not really the antagonist but she's just like it was so hard to like nail her character too <laughs> it's just like do you know like you're not evil but you're also like you're the one who created this. Purge, yeah. yeah, but also at the same time, you're a scientist. So I get, <laughs> I Dang. get like where you're like, I'm doing this for science. But at the same time, it's like this is also a very shitty thing to do for science. And at the same time, she, like she's not like troubled by it. But then t- towards the very end, she's kind of like, Oh no, what have I done? Like, okay, <laughs> you know, I was like, What did you expect? You set up this night where people are gonna kill themselves, and once they start killing themselves, you're like, Oh no. <laughs> I'm like what, <laughs> girl? So she's not a fan of her prototype. She's not a fan disaster. of her own, yeah, of her own creation, and she's also a weird character, and she's also, um, yeah, it's just she was also in the film for like two seconds, like she was barely oh. in the film, and then she, <laughs> I'm not gonna spoil what happens, but anyways, I'm getting a little lost in it. Um, overall, I would say it a hard pass. I would. Okay. I don't care about this movie. I don't want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Was it entertaining? Not for me. I mean, I did laugh at some parts because I thought they were absurd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's this one part where they're gonna go and save like the uh, some of the main characters in this tower and like their building, and so our main our main like gangster dude shows up and he's like, "Yo, let's go." So they're doing the battle plan right, and you just hear these little like. Coming about and like, what's that? And there are these drones, and these drones just smoke his whole crew. <laughs> and I'm oh, just wow. like, Whoa. but like, there's this is great because there's one guy who's like, who got shot, and he's just like by the ta- by ta- like a tire, just like laying by this car. You know, he's like, he's like dying in the process of dying. And then he's like, he's like goes up the main our main like guy goes up to him, he's like oh are you okay he's like yeah it's good. just go go save him and he's like, all right and he goes he loads up right he loads up in the back of the seat like he's got his car still so he loads up locked and loaded and before he leaves he walks by the guy who's still dying and he's like <laughs> and the guy who's dying puts his fist up and then they fist bump oh my yeah <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest thing I've seen like me and Phil just started cracking up because it was just so absurd <laughs> it's like hey don't forget but. Yeah, and then couldn't and then, get him like a band aid, and then he goes saves the day. Yeah, okay. And then by the way, they never go back to that guy, so he's probably just like he's probably dead, or he could have been alive. But I, I'll never know. Well, that's a shame because I feel like the origin of the purge would have been a really interesting take, since you know the purge, the first initial purge film was like such a. Dude, I think it was a success. Yeah, that's what I. That's the. That's what enticed me to watch this movie. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. I like. I like the premise. I like how it's the government fucking us mm-hmm. over. You know. And then it's just like, eh. <laughs> but I feel like it's just like the series has gotten really drawn out, and it's kind of like they're running out of ideas. Yes, yeah, so it's what the fourth movie. Yeah, Jesus. and why? I think correctly, I think we had talked about it here briefly about them making a TV series. No, that's that. that's actually happening. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a, it's just kind of like, I what more forgot. can you do with this premise, this this Who synopsis knows? of the Purge? So mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, it, as a TV series, it might actually be really interesting. But the Purge is supposed to be like. 24 hours. Yeah. You know, it was a 24 hour event or like a 12 hour oh, event. Oh, I get you. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, how can and you make so, episodes, multiple episodes on that? Yeah. Unless, I don't know. Good point. So, Unless every season is like a year. You get me? As in like every, se- oh. one season is like a whole night of the purge, you know? And it gets drawn out really. Hmm. And oh. then, and then like, you know how many hours are within the purge? Every hour could be like kind of 24 hour style. Every, are you writing for this? Every. <laughs> I'd purge, Maybe. I'd purge myself. <laughs> I'd purge myself if I did. Well, 
Hey, look at I that. think you would do, you would do a really good job on the show if you were no, a I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd hate myself. Um, so yeah, what's and I hate that it's just like really lazy about its message and and like that's trying to deliver. Um, it's like the message was kind of like a second thought. It was more of the action you think and kind of like the crappy storytelling. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know. There's like a message at its heart, but like it's not executed well enough. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of like you know. That's a shame. Yeah. Um, I found this quote from this, uh, this review that was on, uh, the, uh, what is this, I believe? The old internet? The old internet, RogerEbert.com. Um, and I think it classifies, it says it perfectly. What is frustrating is that the social commentary portions of the movie are simplistic, even by the low standards generally set by genre films. Mm. It's like, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just really bad. Uh, hard pass. And uh, so enough about that. Um, I mean, if you liked it, you know, that's good. Yeah, good, I would like good to for see, you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Like, are, you, are you still, you well, still want to watch it? <laughs> well, everything you just said makes me not want to watch it. So if I'm literally like, don't have anything, because I've seen every film. Like my favorite Oh, then probably, you have to watch it. My, my favorite is the first one for sure. Like uh-huh. they've gotten progressively like a l- mm, lot lazy. Yeah. So now I'm kind of, if I'm doing nothing on one day and I have nothing to do, maybe I'll go see it. I but. heard the previous one was decent too. The uh, oh, election. Yeah, the election. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll just, maybe yeah. down the line. Yeah. Who knows? Let us know what you think of the Purge film. If I want to get drunk and just watch something dumb, I'll put on the Purge <laughs> movie. All right, moving on. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's our segment of The Abyss. Definitely do not look into that abyss, the first Purge. That's by me. I mean, go ahead and do, your, do what you want, but you heard it here first, folks, and Ollie. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> All right, so next segment. Uh, so, I am, so this is officially, a, uh, I guess you could say it's a new segment, but... Um, it's instead of the crypt, it's now uh, horror history, pretty much. Which is uh, I-, I love ho- horror, and um, I decided like, oh, let's try to make this somewhat educational. And so I've we've started this uh, segment. It's pretty much uh, picking a film from the past that is kind of like a trademark or not a trademark, but like a, a, a land a, land, a trailblazer landmark. Yeah, a trailblazer for the genre. Um, this is one of the most like absurd <laughs> movies that I've come across. Um, so it, the the film is Haksan, and it's from 1922, and it's actually Denmark and uh, Swedish. And it was directed and written by Benjamin Christensen. And the synopsis is a fictionalized documentary showing the evolution of witchcraft from its pagan roots to its confusion with hysteria in modern Europe. And... Um, overall thoughts, I enjoyed it. I really liked it. Mm. Some of the imagery was very, very creepy. I'll get into that in a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, it, why it's important, it's it's honestly one of the... It's touted as one of the most strangest, like, silent films ever made. Because, well, here's a little quote. Like, pretty much, like, you know when you write an essay, there's a thesis. Like, when there's... Like, for documentary-style, like, movies, sometimes there's, there's kind of, like, a point that they're trying to make, you know? So this is where he starts. So, like, so his point, at the start, anyways, is to show us that witchcraft never really existed and that things people thought were witchcraft primarily in the 15th century were actually everyday incidents blown out of proportion. As it proceeds, the argument becomes progressively incoherent. But what the film lacks in substance, it more than makes up for in style. And I gotta say, the style of this film is fantastic. Um, Haxon easily lives up to its reputation and remains shocking even today. Um, yeah, so pretty much he doesn't he doesn't stick to his thesis by the end mm-hmm. of it. It kind of gets like convoluted. It gets lost in like the shuffle of like everything he's showing you in a sense. Um, uh, but 
it's it's split into seven chapters, each one can, like covering a different aspect of uh, witchcraft. Like it starts off with like really like in the beginning it starts off with really. Keep in mind this is all silent, so like you just read everything like the intertitle cards and everything. Um, and so it's he, he gives he pretty much gives a lecture of like um, where where it got their beginnings of like ancient um, civilizations and where they thought like uh, witchcraft originated for them and mm-hmm. he covers like a bunch of different ones and then he goes into more like art where like art is uh demons and the devil is depicted in art and stuff and then and that was very interesting i thought it was gonna be very dull at first but i was like no this is very cool and then here's where the style choices come in because it was all it was all like kind of like a powerpoint in a sense and then after that it becomes it, it, he starts showing you uh, in a different chapter he starts showing you skits of like witchcraft and like what they would do and how they would do like hexes and stuff and and that's also I thought like all of it's very interesting but it just gets really weird like and mm-hmm. bizarre the the more chapters you go on and like some of the but but I love the imagery though some of the imagery is really cool like um let's see there there there's there's <laughs> there's 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 a chapter where uh nuns just go crazy and they start like dancing around and stuff Oh wow! Yeah, there's a scene where there's monks that like torture each other, like that tortures himself because mm-hmm. they brought in witches, and he's like, "Oh, help me, brother! I feel like I've been hexed." And he's like, "All right, let me get, <laughs> let me get the whip." Oh, <laughs> and so he starts mean. whipping him and stuff, and and that was kind of brutal to watch. There's this one scene where, um, they, he takes you through how a trial would go down, um, like a witchcraft trial and everything, and how it would go down, and how the Pope would send, um. He would send like his 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 like people to go to towns and see if like there is a real case for a witchcraft or whatnot. And so there's like this little family that you follow for a bit, and the father is sick, and the wife is trying to figure out what's wrong. And so they're like, "Oh, if it's possible, it's witchcraft." And just so conveniently, there's this like really old, um, haggard-looking lady that comes in and to the house, and she like sneaks into the house. And then she's practically like kind of like a beggar of the streets and whatnot. And so um, the wife is like, oh, like it's her. She's, she's a witchcraft. She's, she's bewitched my, my husband. And so she goes to like where the monks are. And then she tells the monks. The monks come in, take her away, take the old lady away. And it really, it was, I think it was the most brutal part of the, of the movie for me because of how real it all felt and how re- like real it seemed. Um where they're interrogating this like old 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 lady and she's like crying and like she's like uh, she's like tattered up and Mm -hmm. they're like you're a witch and like they're trying to get everything out of her and then uh that was very interesting and uh, um that's just one little aspect there's also like they go into like medieval torture devices that they use too and there's even a part where like one of her like he he kind of like breaks the fourth wall and he's like one of my assistants like while directing he goes while like shooting this film one of my assistants wanted to try mm. out one of the things and it's called the the thumb screw and and then and he did he demonstrates it on the female assistant who like wanted she wanted to do it like please like do it on me and it's like this weird like torture device where you put your your thumbs in, I guess, and then there's like screw that just like you just screw into it, uh-huh. yeah. And then pretty much he wow. he he says that like he claims to have extracted the assistant's darkest secrets, but he doesn't really tell you anything after that. But I was just like that that was a really cool part too, and it's also very disturbing like how like the the devices they show you and like how it works and stuff. But the style of it all is just so incredible. Also, if you're if you're seeing um 
this on YouTube. So that's actually the devil right there. That's played by the director himself, uh, uh, Benjamin Christensen. And he's so weird. He's so... <laughs> Steve, if you can get me <laughs> on camera. The devil, literally every time the devil comes out, he's always like this. Oh, like wow. just like 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 what what I did was like he moves his tongue in like a, the weirdest way, and that's like shout out to the podcast listeners. And it's also yeah, I mean I can't really yeah, it's just he just there like, is some very he waves his tongue like snake like yeah. tongue action. Like every time he comes out, he he does that, and I thought it's kind of funny, but also very disturbing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, aside from all this, uh, Haksan was actually a very technically impressive film for its time, as da- Danish silent film expert Casper Teichberg explains. The cinematography was advanced and worked well for the film in its own right. Everything seems to exist in a nightmarish dream haze, but the lighting of what is meant to be seen is always perfect, and I completely agree. Um, yeah, there, there's it's it's wild. I gotta say, <laughs> it sounds wild. Yeah, and it's uh, keep in mind I rented it on Amazon. I want I was like being a freaking purist about it because like the one on Amazon that's on Prime, that's free if you have Prime. It's is narrated by the by someone, and it was actually a read uh, a bridge version of the whole film, and uh, um, it's only seventy six minutes. But the one I chose to watch it was actually an hour and forty six minutes Ooh. because it's all silent. So like because instead of telling you through audio, he has to show you through intertitles on the on the screen. That's why it's longer. Um, but I enjoyed it be- a, a lot more because of the music. The other the abridged version has uh, like a jazz score to it, and I didn't really dig that. I thought it took away from like what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to get really creeped out and everything, yeah. and really immerse I don't myself. Think the jazz is the creepiest. Yeah, the I mean, soundtrack. it can make me go insane sometimes, but like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Overall, that's that's uh, what I got for horror history. Haksan, um, I saw it because I haven't seen it, so and I'm I'm working my way through. It's like it's a book of like 101 uh, horror movies to watch. So this is one of them. The next one, I believe, is oh, the Phantom of the Opera is the one. And I've seen that one as well, but I might rewatch it just so I can, you know, spruce up the memory. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to um, keep up with that, as in like, you know, watch that movie as well. Fan of the Opera. I'm sure it's on like YouTube for free or something. Also, Haxon, I, I believe, is also on YouTube for free. Or you can find it on uh, Amazon and just rent it for like four bucks, which is what I did. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's horror history. Very nice. Right Very on. nice. Yeah. Um, are you interested in watching that one now? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> no? Yeah, it's it's very tough. <laughs> I feel like everything you just said kind of just like I, I saw it through your eyes, through your okay. interpretation. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it's something it's something to watch. Especially just something that's so early in, in film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just 1922. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, right on. So, yeah. And now I'd like to take the time to just say, hey, if you're uh, on YouTube, please give us those likes, thumbs up. Um, subscribe to our channel. And please support us. And if you're on iTunes... Give us those five stars as well. Wait, YouTube. Did I, mm. <laughs> did I already say that? Mm. Anyways, if you're on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, please, if there's a rating system on there, please uh, give us a rating and also subscribe and uh, just give us any feedback. And also, let's give some love to the live chat. Any Absolutely. Live chat, oh, shout out. shout out to Wellington Smithopolis in Ew. the chat. He's so- sorry that he's late. He's sad Carrie's not here. Oh, but he said he are. remembered reading this movie was banned in some country. So I'm wondering if he's talking about Haxon. Was that Haxon? is that true or is that? I didn't. I didn't recall reading that, but it, it, I can. I can unless see why. Re- yeah, unless he's referring to another film that we spoke about, The Purge. <laughs> I mean, I feel like The Purge would have been like banned, banned somewhere because of how 
quote unquote violent violent it can come across. True, true, true. That's true. All right, let's get into some uh, quick news stories. So, um, right off the top, this is uh, probably like uh, it's, it's going to be a little light on the news. Not going to lie, probably a shorter show. So, uh, casting for Todd McFarlane's Spawn. So we got our Twitch character. So Twitch Williams will be played by Jeremy Renner. Woohoo! Yeah. I, I love this. I okay. love. I'm a huge Jeremy Renner fan. Oh yeah, he's great. I think he's so underrated. I think as so an actor, too, for sure. Especially so he's. I feel like he's always in the background, especially with him obviously being in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye is always underrated, but mm-hmm. you know him as an actor. I'm really happy that he's getting more roles. Like he's really been getting a lot of more roles lately. I yeah. feel like. And he's a, he's a phenomenal actor. Have you seen The Hurt Locker? I was about to say The Hurt Locker is fantastic. <laughs> like, and he was in he was in actually he played Jeffrey Dahmer in a, in like one of the first Dahmer films. Oh, he was creepy, that's right. and that's why he was cast in The Hurt Locker. Nice, um, wow. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this, and it says and well, he's going to be like one of the main characters, right? Yeah, Spawn's not going to be like on camera. Yeah, so um, McFarlane is actually a huge fan of Renner ever since he saw him on The Hurt Locker. Oh. And he goes, I took my naive Hollywood approach again. I said, let's start at the top and work down. And Jeremy was at the top. And I'm a huge fan of his, which is the same way he did with Jamie Foxx because he's also a huge fan of Jamie Foxx. I needed someone who can pull off grief on an average human being. I've seen Jeremy do that in more than a few of his movies. Mm-hmm. This is a more, more brawn and brain combination. And the first film I think of his, of him is The Hurt Locker. The army grunt doing the, the job. And that spilled out into all these roles leading up to Wind River, which is something I st- I've still been meaning, meaning to watch myself. So, yeah. So, pretty much Jeremy Renner is going to be, um, the for the most part, the main character mm-hmm. of Spawn. And um, there's still no word on um, Sam, which is like the, the duo, which is Twitch and Sam. His partner. Yeah. So, who knows if he's even going to be included in this uh, rendition of Spawn. Mm-hmm. It might just be Jeremy Renner going after Jamie Foxx's Spawn. Okay. Because Jamie Foxx is playing Spawn, right? Right. Okay. But he's not like... He's kind of... Think of uh, Spawn as Jaws, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, he's we're not going to see much of, of, of Spawn. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to have too many lines. Mm-hmm. So, it's mainly going to be focused on Twitch going after Spawn and seeing, like, the wake of, like, his possible destruction mm-hmm. and... You know, I feel like he definitely needs that Sam character to kind of play across. If it's just going to be like him, if we're not going to have Spawn a whole lot, then we definitely need like another character for Jeremy to play with. You know, I agree. So, I, do you have anyone off the top of your head? I was, about to, would, I was trying, I'm trying to, I was, to think. I'm like, while you were saying that, I was like, I was like Josh, because because Sam is kind of like a tubbier, like larger character. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, who, who, like, who could? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not to. I'm like, bad at casting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, Josh Gad, but no, I, like, I don't think he would. I don't think he'd fit really. Like, <laughs> I know I'm like Jonah Hill. <laughs> I can't even think. Uh... Um, uh, John Goodman, but I don't know. He might be a little <laughs> too older. <laughs> Running around. Oh my gosh, John Goodman. He'd be great though. He would be. He but kills it. He's still getting all those roles. But yeah, he's someone, someone younger, yeah. but also plump. Or, a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't think of any. Let us know who, if you guys are listening, watching us, let us know yeah, who, who you would, would you... cast as Sam. Yeah, exactly. we are stumped on this one. Good call, sure. good call. Call <laughs> upon the people. Um, uh, then our next story is a little just like a fun tidbit. So if you, uh, yeah, see, oh yeah, look at that. So, so uh, you know, he's, he's pretty large. I'm still thinking. Still yeah. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, y'all. So, um, Steven's, uh, okay, so Steven Spielberg released uh, Ready Player One this year? Was it this year? 
Yeah. It was this year. It's already yeah. July. <laughs> so it came out this year. And so there was this one scene. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. Um, they go into The Shining, right? And mm-hmm. there's and that was possibly like my favorite sequence of like the entire movie, really. Um, and it was really great. And I, I never thought about like why The Shining, really. And I just kind of accepted. I was like, sure, The Shining. Um, but yeah, I was like, why? And so we, we found out why now. So uh, Steven Spielberg was actually talking with the Entertainment Weekly when he said, quote, it was nostalgic for me because I first met Stanley Kubrick on the set that I depict in Ready Player One. The main living area with the grand fireplace in the Overlook is where I first encountered Stanley in 1979 when I went to look at the sound stages. They were about to build the sets for Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark in L Street uh, Studios. When I found out Stanley had completed his, completed his set and was planning his shoots, I asked if I could meet him. I can finally rest easy now. Wow. So that's pretty much... He was just a fan. He was cool. just a fan of Stanley. He was like, hey. So, and it's... That's the... Uh, so, yeah, that living... Uh, the grand fireplace that in the Overlook Hotel is when he initially met with stanley which was is amazing because damn like stanley is such a incredible human being and filmmaker and uh, i thought that was just like a fun little like i still tidbit. haven't seen ready player one oh so i just i'm just chat on that totally part fine. man like you looked totally at me fine. so blank no wonder no. <laughs> i'm just kind of like mm. yeah <laughs> maybe i'll forget around to seeing ready player one i don't know why i'm like not that like interested in it i feel like i should be but no. it's all right it's, I'll it's see it not eventually when, when it's on netflix i'll probably watch it if it's, it, it's it yeah it's nothing <laughs> groundbreaking <laughs> people it's, can't stop talking about it though and i'm like, really feel, oh. that's what i feel like i'll I'm stop them like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't that great. Like, uh, it was. It was like it felt like two steps backwards for like, I don't know, for like women in 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 oh. film. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, because like I was just lame. That's unfortunate. Yeah, because yeah, it was. Just, there's this whole like love. Rela- Never mind. This is not it here. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, number three. Us. Uh, number three. Sorry. News item three. Uh, we have a streaming service coming, and it's a free cult genre streaming service. And it's being done up by Nicholas Winding Refn. And if you see here for the YouTube uh, watchers, you can see this is actually the front page of the website that is coming soon. You can subscribe to their newsletter and you'll be notified when it comes. And um, yeah, he he pretty much just wanted to make this thing. He he uh, he restores films just on his free time. And he's like, well, what do I do with this? And he's like, oh, what if I just, you know, open them up to the public and share them mm-hmm. and so he wants to de- he wants to dedicate it to cult genre films that have flown under the radar in previous decades and the title of the website is by bynwr.com which is uh, his initials a little you know self-absorbed but it's a, it's fine <laughs> it's free <laughs> i mean if he's doing, going through all the work of destroying these films I'll right i'll, I'm just, I'll like, give it to him i'll give it to him yeah and we got a little quote by him he goes which I thought, like, he's, he's, he's like, masterful with his words. Um, a little pretentious, but, you know, he's cool. I like him. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, and if you don't know who uh, Nicholas Winding Refn is, he directed Drive. He directed Neon Demon, Only God Forgives, uh, Valhalla Rising. All beautifully stylistic films, especially Neon Demon, like, um, out of, mo- like, all of them, I think, is the most, like, stylistically. But I love Drive the most. 
Um, I still haven't seen Valhalla Rising, but I believe Steve and has. And the Pusher Trilogy. Oh, and the Pusher Trilogy. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. All right. And so his quote is, Over years, I've bought and restored scores of old movies as a hobby, and I wonder what to do with them. Then I realized I should share them for free. So I set up a website where they could be streamed. There's no catch. You're not being sold anything. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And he goes, I hope my site will inspire people to see the world a different way. Setting it up has helped me reconcile myself to a different concept of culture than the traditional romantic one I was raised with. People of my generation, I'm 47, want tangible tokens of morality to cling to. But nostalgia is artistic suicide. Ba-ba-boom. You have to accept the fact that everything disintegrates in your hands. Wow. Right? What? Those last two lines are like... my heart. Nostalgia <laughs> is artistic suicide. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the nostalgia. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, yeah. So I, was just, I just thought it was really cool. Also, like, since we're all horror movie fans mm-hmm. here, like, if you want to watch, like, some just things you've probably never even heard of um mm-hmm. this for is possible for free exactly like, what other directors are doing stuff like this at least like making these stream services at least like, i don't know i don't know directors that are like going out of the way to do this and to share what they're working on well what they're restoring you know right but that's really cool of him to do that i agree so kudos to you nicholas winning reffin hate him or love him he's 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 doing us a service um because i know people can be like he can be a little polarizing sometimes you know um, I've enjoyed most of his films, even God Forgives, and that was a little slow, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, all right, on to our next bit of news is uh, not much news, just another <laughs> cool little thing. Um, so we showed you the uh, the the uh, the casting for It Chapter Two, and someone just went ahead and mashed him up. I believe his name is in the bottom right corner. I can't reread it from here. I forgot his. Actually, I gotta just look, click on the link. Sean Watson, eighty-seven. There you go. So he, that's that's his, uh, I guess his handle and everything. So go, Sean Watson, eighty-seven, and support him for and thank him for doing this because this is so awesome. By the Sean, way, Sean, Sean with a U. So S H A U N W A T S O N, eighty-seven. There you go. Thank you, Steve. So yeah, so the first picture that we have on here is of Eddie Kazbrack. Who's being played? I'm just gonna go by the adults, uh, the adult actors being played by James Ranson, and so that, there's that. So and <laughs> what do they say? What does that say? They're ga- they're gazebos. <laughs> they're bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first one. The next one is I believe Richie, who's being played by Bill Hader, and it just says beep beep. Oh my beep, gosh! Beep beep Richie. Bill Hader. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I know Bill Hader, and oh, I can't wait. And then the next one is uh, my personal favorite because I love this actor, James McAvoy. And then he thrusts his fists against the post and still insists he sees the ghosts. And that's the uh, the little mantra that Bill would say uh, to get ri- over his uh, stuttering. Next one we have is uh, Beverly Marsh and uh, being played by Jessica Chastain. My favorite one. I want to run towards something, not away, is her quote on there. Next one we got is the character of Stanley Uris, and he's being played by Andy Bean. And his little quote says, When you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer until it's too late. Dang. I feel like... Never mind. All right. (laughs) Next one we got going is the character of Mike Hanlon, who's being 
played by Isaiah Mustafa. And his little quote is, All the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing, an evil thing. <laughs> Classic. All right, and I believe that's the last one is Ben Hanscom, played by Jay Ryan. And he says, Derry is not like any town I've been in before. Oh, yeah. Let's hope not. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, let's hope not. No, let's hope it is, right? Unless there's a... Never mind. <laughs> I lost myself in that one. Anyways, so yeah, I just thought it was really cool mashups. Uh, and thanks to that user, uh, Sean Watson87, I believe. Correct. Thank you. Sean with a U. Sean with a U. That's actually like a really good advertisement like idea for sure. Just yeah, for, was... just for like audiences to kind of like see, oh, they're they're playing that kid from like you know, right? In yeah, case they don't get the the discrep the yeah whatever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't even talk. Yeah. I'm gonna go into the theater with my my paper, but like like because the, the uh, there's a lot of people you have to. T- there's lots of names. There's lots <laughs> there's of characters. You have fourteen to keep actors track of. in total. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's gonna be twelve actors really. <laughs> All right, so on to the next thing. We got great. Okay, so this is just awesome, and I'm a huge. Uh, I am a huge fan of Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead trilogy, and so Gray Matter is releasing uh, a new poster by the very talented Anthony Petri. Uh, it's uh, for all you YouTube viewers. It's up on your screen. All you audio listeners, just look it up, or you know, come on down to YouTube and check it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, so this prints are 24 by 36. They are hand-numbered screen prints that will be selling for $45 each. There are only 225 of them that will be offered up. The sale is happening Thursday, July 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can find them on the Grey Matter website at graymatterarts.com. And also, for the artist who did this, Anthony Petri, uh, check him out at anthonypetri.com. He has so many, so much cool... Uh, Art on his website. Sorry, I'm blanking. Art on his website that I checked out, and I thought it was super fun and super awesome stuff that we that he has on there. He does a lot of like cult um draw like uh, artist mm-hmm. ar- artistry or cult art cult Work? art. Yeah. Oh my god, very nice. My tongue is just not working for me today. It was just that devil thing you were doing earlier. Yeah, okay. I think I got my, my yeah my tongue's been possessed by the devil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's move on to some trailers for the week. Whoop whoop. So uh, this one, this first trailer is actually for something that's coming out this uh, Friday the thirteenth. Is this Friday? How 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 like like perfect is that? Right. <laughs> and who who better to celebrate it with than the man in the mask? Or the man behind the mask. <laughs> and the man behind the mask behind the latex mask. Yeah. Kane Hodder. So Kane Hodder is actually having a documentary called To Hell and Back, The Kane Hodder Story. And it's premiering everywhere on VOD on uh, this Friday the 13th, which is <laughs> so perfect. And, um, yeah, it's being released by Epic Pictures under the horror label Dread Central Presents. Uh, just real quick, it's directed by Derek Dennis Herberts. And it tells a har- harrowing story of famed stuntman and actor Kane Hodder, o- who overcame a dehumanizing childhood filled with torment and bullying in Sparks, Nevada, and later survived a near-death burn accident to eventually go on to do the infamous hockey mask of Jason Voorhees, the horror icon for Friday the 13th uh, series, an on-screen legend Hodder has killed more people on screen than any other actor alive. Featuring interviews 
um, and uh, and appearances by fellow icons Robert England, Freddy Krueger, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, Bruce Campbell, my boy, director Adam Green, which is a Hatchet franchise, which mm-hmm. we <laughs> I personally love, and remember we had on uh, Dave, uh, sorry Joe Lynch as well. On the show for Mayhem, and he also helped uh, his buddy Adam Green do all that that Hatchet franchise and many more. And so it's definitely a must see documentary if you're a huge fan of just Friday the Thirteenth or like Kane Hodder as well uh, as an actor, as a stuntman, and just as a human being. Um, and so here is the trailer for that. I actually haven't seen this yet. I kind of skimmed through it, but dun dun dun. Masterfully crowd. I've murdered more people on film than any actor in history. (laughs) Damn. Oh my god. Your discretion is advised. (laughs) Your discretion is heavily advised. Jason is a huge character. The hockey mask. Definitely should have watched this. (laughs) There's Robert Robert English. That is the logo. You meet a lot of these people who play heroes and Bruce Campbell. Bad guys. Most of the people that I've met who play heroes are I know this, this intro, heavy this music track in the background. So metal, guys. It's kind of like not needed. Oh, there's Cassandra. There's Elvira. She said, "Let's do a story about the local kid that's making his way." Serious, right? That mood change, right? I'm, I'm probably gonna catch it, and I'll, I'll let you guys know what's good. He put his arm Wait, out away from himself to be safe. On VOD, it's literally okay. like anywhere VOD you can find it. Yeah, this Friday. This Friday, yeah. And it's a, it's a There's Adam Green. Story, because it's bad enough. From the hatchet, and he's got the hatchet, <laughs> hatchet shirt on. It's awesome. All the other things that went wrong. I mean, just it couldn't have been worse. If I read it in a book, I would read it and say that can't all be. It makes me want to play the Friday the Thirteenth video and game. Dude, I really want to get that game. I haven't. Yeah, started. hasn't really been on my radar because uh, I have no the friends. Next six months of same. Torture. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. This is cool. Yeah. Because it's like, you, you don't really know the man behind the mask, as I you don't said. know that much about and like, him. And yeah. to know that he's gone through tragedy, I'm like, oh, wow. I yeah. Mean, you wouldn't even know that. And now he's playing like this horror icon. It's like, well, like, he has played the horror icon for years. It's like, really cool. And I'd love to get to know the story behind all that. True that. Yeah. Um. So if you're if you're a fan of Kane Hodder or just Friday the 13th, I, I, I recommend this is this is definitely something to watch. Comes out this Friday. Check out your VOD, uh, steal your mom's credit card. Uh, <laughs> you know, do what you got to do to watch Do what film. you got to do. All right. And then uh, we have our last little trailer here. So I'm actually very excited for this uh, tr- this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to lie. I rolled my eyes out at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> until a certain part. And then it was amazing. Um, we can go ahead and start rolling it. It's directed by Storm Ashwood, who actually won an award for his short called Moth. And this is actually his debut uh, feature film. And um, it stars Megan Dury, Nicholas Hope, and Jack Ruwald. So it's pretty much, it follows Amy, and that's her. And I don't know why it's... uh, It's a successful surgeon who struggles to cope with her emergency room duties and those of a young mother looking after her hospitalized son who has fallen into a coma. After being reprimanded by her boss, Dr. Wang, for, uh, for obsessively believing her son will, wake up, will still wake up, she becomes trapped in a coma slash purgatory of her own called The School, where children from her past emerge to taunt and test her to the core, putting in doubt whether Amy will be able to save her son and leave the school. Hmm. Your son drowned. 
your son drowned. Check this out, though. I love this. It's like, oh, come with me. <laughs> and she wakes up, and she wakes up in the school. Yes. And then this is where I'm like, this is where the, the movie was like, hey, look at me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I like this. I like all of this. Like, the, the, the set design for the school is amazing. But it, I was telling you, it reminds me of Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. Exa- it yeah, so it's got that whole, Hill. like, you know, uh, traveling through yeah, like, dimensions in a sense. The darkness. The darkness, yeah. I guess you can say the upside like, down, but, like, I hate saying that. Because <laughs> it just attributes. Like, some of, like, the designs, the characters. Oh, yeah, and the characters look so creepy. You're so right. This is like the like Silent Hill, kind of like The Suffering, if you ever played that. Yeah, yeah. The Suffering, or The Evil Within. The Evil Within, for sure. You're right, yes. Like that. That looks like straight out from Silent Hill. Yeah. As long as it doesn't, like, copy Silent Hill, I'm cool. No, I don't think it will. I think right. it's more about, like... Well, actually, I don't know. It is... It, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know enough about Silent Hill, or, like, the movie Silent Hill, or, like, the games, or... Or kind of both. Like, okay. the synopsis doesn't seem like anything from Silent Hill that I'm familiar with. So well, it's good that it has, like, an original plot line. This part is so freaking freaky. I just don't... Was, what? What? And then this part's... And I'm just like, what? What? Like, it's so weird. Like, I love it, but it's, like, weird. Ah, it, it, it tickles me right. Um... And also why why it looks so cool, it's it's actually shot at the Glavesville Mental Asylum, which was founded in the late 1830s, making it the oldest asylum in Australia. And there are 1,228 unmarked patient graves. Unmarked. Just a bunch of randos in the dirt. So like, it's haunted. More than likely. <laughs> okay. On site, provi- yeah, graves on site providing an unsettling location to capture the supernatural horror elements in this film. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So definitely look out for that one. Um, no, no, no word on when it's coming out. It's more than likely coming out this year, but um, the trailer doesn't tell you. Uh, but this is a second. This is actually the second trailer for this film. So I'm guessing it's coming out. It says very soon at the end. And also, uh, see if you can bring up the the, uh, the poster for it. Um, the poster just looks rad too. Like, it looks so good. Um, oh yeah, it was. For our thumbnail this week, I was looking at that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's it all a, had all the characters in it. That's a yeah, that's a thumbnail that uh that I used. Um, dun, dun, dun. But but yeah, really so that's cool. that's a th- that's the uh, that's the poster for it, and it looks just so rad. Um, I mean, even if it is just like a mediocre story, I I think just like the visuals and the the imagery will is gonna be like it's gonna look great. <laughs> it's keep my look, eye out. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. Definitely keep my we'll, we'll update you when it comes out. And lastly but not least, uh, let's just get into some quick fan shoutouts. Um, live chat, let's let's hit them up. Oh, well, first off, up, we have up. Wellington, who I mentioned earlier. He right. said he took your advice and watched Turbo Kid. And he oh. says, it's great having the great Canadian actor Michael Ironside, and it made it that much better. Right. The gore was amazing as well, so thank you for that. And also, shout out to Ghoulish Grin Films, who's also oh, yeah. tuning in today. Oh, nice. I was actually about to uh, shout him out. Um, this is actually YouTube commentators, which is pretty much uh, people who commentated on our show, uh, on our last show's last week's show's uh, comment section and it was ghoulish films and he pretty much said that rob zombie's style is throwback grindcore and i think he's pretty talented i know he gets a lot of crap for the halloween remake and all the reasons i've heard are legit and then don't go into hater territory and i was like thank you for that um i'm not familiar with what grindcore is but if it's anything like from what i've seen 
uh, at least from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be into that. Um, and also, Derek Hogan also comes come uh, commented and he goes, "I do not want I." I do want to apologize for an earlier comment, but Anthony kind of pushed a button for me and needs to realize that Rob Zombie wasn't as refined as he was when he did his first movie and was working with limited resources. Also for me, his style isn't trash. It's just chaotic and plain insane, which is fine by me because I like the insanity. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's that's fair. Okay. Um, yeah, I would also like to just reiterate. <laughs> I also just like to reiterate real quick that um, from what I said, uh, I don't personally. I don't think Rob Zombie is trash or anything. I think he's a great. He he, he might be a great guy. You know, I, I don't. I don't hate the man himself. I just don't like his art. <laughs> you know, so it's just like I'm sure he's a everyone, nice guy. Yeah, everyone has a preference. For, yeah, I'm for just, their films, especially his, with horror, because there's so many different types of horror. Yeah, yeah his, his his thing's just not my cup of tea, pretty much. You know. Um, but yeah, so there's that, and also Zach one 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 commented he's uh, he's actually the winner of the demon the house uh, house of demons poster, and he said if he wanted he any updates on the house that Jack built, and um, I haven't heard any updates other than it's just coming a reminder coming out October seventeenth, twenty eighteen, and with that Woo! we wrap our show. Darn it! All right. Well, <sighs> all good things come to an end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All good things. Yeah, guys, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer, and always check me out on Thursdays for the Cloak and Dagger After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Yeah, the show's lit. So good. Yeah. So freaking good. Lit by them daggers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you can find... Uh, hello, uh, everybody. My name is Anthony Becerra. You can find me everywhere at Tony B, Tony underscore. And thank you so much for tuning in. Really yes. appreciate it. All the support. Our numbers are growing. Our core community is growing we started small and we're getting larger every week so i want to really just thank all the fans that made it possible and that you know have to sit through my voice all the time but you're <laughs> educating them and yeah hopefully you just have more appreciation for appreciation for the genre and you see some more movies and yeah that's it just leave it on that note go see some more movies Woo! we'll see you next week uh fan of the opera for next week for horror history peace out y'all from producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.